Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, October the 22nd, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we're doing a Q&A session. Questions that come from all of you via Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, our website, and the random stuff people just say to me as I walk through the building here. Uh, it's been a while since we have done one of these, so hopefully it provides you uh, with a decent amount of value. I'm going to rip through probably the most important ones, try to get out of here in under an hour or so. We'll see. I uh, just worked out, so my CNS is on. I'm kind of hyped up, although I'm sitting in a, in a wet diaper of my own uh, body butter, which is disgusting. Because I forgot to bring a change of clothes and underwear. So here I sit uh, in my own uh, my own sweatiness, just kind of marinating for everybody at home. If you can get a visual, that's, that's what's going on right now. But we'll do a Q&A, answer all your questions, and we'll get uh, rock and rolling. But before I jump in, I'm going to run through all of our beautiful sponsors. I'm going to go from the bottom up today. Usually we always start with Athletic Greens, which you guys know. We're going to start off with our homies over at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. If you guys are not drinking bone broth, especially this time of year, and you want something to, not only that's warm, uh, kind of, you know, warms you up if you guys are in the Midwest or the East Coast or the Pacific Northwest, basically anywhere but the South, uh, this can help. But not just like, you know, the soup focuses that we love so much, but in terms of promoting gut health and digestion, Hair, skin, nails, bone broth is amazing. I do think Kettle and Fire has the best tasting bone broth of all the ones we've tried. They do make different soups now and chilies. There's no additives, preservatives, no antibiotics, no hormones, no fake shit. It's as real as it gets. Uh, high in protein quality. It's perfect for people who are keto, paleo. Obviously, if you're an intermittent fasting person, this is a great way to break the fast. If you're interested, we can send you guys the link. Otherwise, if you go to the site, uh, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, you can put in the code SCOTT20 for 20% off always. And we'll be sharing a ton of that stuff, obviously, on the newsletter as well, since we're getting into the winter months. Also, we're brought to you by my homies at JLab. This is who we go to for our protein, collagen, turmeric, and our krill oil. The website is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. They sweeten the protein with stevia. It's easy on the stomach. That's why I take it. Heather takes the collagen every day. I try to most days. I actually throw it in my athletic greens and then the curl oils and the turmeric uh, as well. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, hit me up. We always have a code for the protein and the collagen and oftentimes for some of the other products also. And we're brought to you by joeyshotsauce.com. The code is Jeremy25 to get 25% off all your favorite hot sauce that does not have additives, preservatives, no sugar, and no bullshit. It is hot going in, and I hear it's hot going out. So if you're into that, check it out. joeyshotsauce.com. Code is Jeremy25 to get 25% off the top. And we're brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. You guys already know the dream product is what I take every night to go to sleep, or I would say five or six nights a week to go to sleep. If I want to stay up late tonight, which for me is probably 10 o'clock-ish, I might not take it. But most nights, I pop a couple dream, uh, either the capsules or the powder actually tastes like a cinnamon kind of chocolate. It's nice. It's like a little hot cocoa cinnamon thing before you go to sleep uh kind of curbs the sweet tooth and helps you fall asleep the site is beamtlc.com you can use the code is it jeremy scott yeah it's jeremy scott for 20 percent off all products 35 percent of all subscriptions they recently came out with a a dream version that is like heavy duty or extra strength they call it one of the two and uh, Heather's been taking that, and man, she is like dead to the world as soon as she takes it. Uh, she has a friend in town who stayed with us last night. She took it, and she was dead to the world. And my boy Alec here in-house, he actually takes it, and he said he was out like a light. So I've been taking the normal stuff, and that works for me. I feel like maybe I wouldn't wake up if I take the heavy duty. But if you guys are interested, you can always use the code Jeremy Scott on BeamTLC.com, and we're happy to send you uh, some samples of the Dream. We have a couple left over there on Monica's desk. If you guys want to get hooked up, just message us and we'll send them to you. And last but not least, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know, it's the one thing I take every single day. I never miss. It travels with me everywhere I go. I take a travel pack, I rip it, I throw it in the little shaker bottle they provide you, and I slam it. It's easy. I would prefer doing that over taking any shots at the bar, whether it's Fireball, Yag Bombs, Three wise men, 
any of the Pucker McGillicuddy's bullshit we used to drink when we were like 14. Definitely would rather drink it over Boone's Farm. And the best part is it tastes better than all those things, and it's amazing for you. It's a win-win. If you guys want to check it out, the site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, and we'll give you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you struggle to eat enough vegetables, this is for you. If you're tired of taking 15 different pills, this is for you. If you struggle to take your supplements when you're on the road or traveling or on vacation, this is for you. If you're just a lazy ass when it comes to supplements and your nutrition, this is for you. Please still eat real food. Do the best you can, but take this to cover the gaps in your nutrition. And if you're on the fence and you're not sure you want to try it, hit me up. I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state, country, providence you live in. If you're in a log cabin, if you're under a rock, as long as the post office can get you mail, you will get a packet from us. My gift to you guys. Anybody else doing that? No, but we're crazy here and I'm happy to help you. Or if you want to check it out right now, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Whew, that is always a mouthful. But they're important and they keep this machine running. Now, I'm going to jump into your questions here rather quickly. But my man Mike Samuel is just, uh, he's a gift to the internet for sure. And he's a gift to uh, to Facebook. I was uh, just finishing my workout, uh, updating some of our groups where I post what I did for the day and then what our group stuff here does for the day. Our inner circle people, um, usually we whiteboard them that. Sometimes I do them like a walkthrough video. And I was posting that today. And as soon as I clicked out of the group, I stumbled upon this gem. Now, Mike Samuels, I've shared some stuff he's done before. Basically, I think he's like a copywriter. Uh, at this point, but he's kind of like a fitness person too. Uh, I would consider him that, even though he probably doesn't consider himself that. That's where I would classify him. Great copywriter. This is a little amazing piece he wrote, but uh, also a fitness person into running now, uh, some of the longer things. But he shared this, and I thought it was great for everybody else, because in health and fitness, we get really wrapped up with uh, all the all the bullshit, right? Like all the little, the little nuances, we get lost in these, I don't want to say details because I do think details matter, but we're stepping over dimes to pick up pennies in a lot of areas of life. In the world today, a lot of things I see just, they don't make sense to me. Uh, Again, like I said, Heather has a friend that's staying with us. We're having a conversation this morning. She's Uh, lives in Seattle right now. And obviously we live here in Arizona and it's like two different planets when she describes kind of their daily life and obviously how we live life here. And I'm not picking sides on, you know, where's a better place to live. You guys obviously live wherever makes you happy, but we're describing the last like two years and scenarios and talking about, you know, the state of the world, like a lot of us have. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of the things we've done, um, a lot of what people do in life that's been dragging them down doesn't make sense to me. And if you can let go of the little bullshit things that are wasting time in your life, that are dragging you down, that are causing you pain and stealing happiness, joy, and time from you, I believe you should do that. And I share that to share this because fitness and health is is very similar. Uh, people will hold on to ideas They'll hold on to beliefs. They'll hold on to ideologies in in the ecosystem or atmosphere that is, you know, fitness. And they'll draw a line in the sand. They're willing to die there. And they're not willing to divorce their ideas from themselves, which I think is, it's just ignorant. It, it really is. It'd be like me when I grew up in fitness, uh, we did all the barbell lifts. Now, well before we ever should have done them. And what I mean is when I'm, you know, going to, uh, we would go to the, the YMCA sometimes and they kick you out because you weren't old enough. Then there was this place called St. T's. Uh, in St. T's, you could go upstairs and they'd have a gym and, and not a lot of supervision, which is good and, and, and bad because one, they let kids like me go in there and experiment and two, they let kids like me go in there and experiment. But we would use the barbell for everything. Uh, barbell bench press, barbell overhead press, barbell back squat, barbell bent rows, barbell deadlifts. 
and there is a time and place for that. And for some people, those are great tools, but they're not for everybody. And I grew up, you know, back squatting. And that was the thing, like whose dick is the biggest is how much can you squat? How much can you bench? How much can you deadlift? You know, these, these big numbers. And I always thought back squatting was the thing. That was the, the best way to train legs. That's the only way to build strong, massive, powerful legs. Now, fast forward, I'm a grown adult and that's not my belief. I divorced my mind from that belief. Then when I grew up, when I, and after that phase, I always thought, well, bodybuilding is the only way. Bodybuilding is the best way you can change your body. It's the best way you can sh- sculpt it and shape it. And I love a lot of bodybuilding principles. I grew up on it. It's taught me a lot. I'm a fan of, of many things of it, but it's not the only way. And it's not the best way for most people. And I share those basic examples because I've divorced my mind from something. I've, I've learned something new. When more information became available and I studied and I learned and I listened and I surround myself with people who have various opinions, then I can make the best case moving forward. I think if you look at the last two years, a lot of people aren't willing to do that, which is really sad and depressing and utterly, for lack of a better term, it's fucking stupid. If I did that in health and fitness, do you know how archaic and behind the times my training, my nutrition, my coaching and thought process would be? We have to be willing to be open-minded to new ideas of, of things that might be more efficient. And sometimes a new idea is worse than the old idea. And then you have to be able to make those adjustments moving forward. And he shared this great piece because I'm going to say a lot of things here that people are married to these ideas and they cannot get away from it. And you cannot talk them out of it because they're just, they're convinced that because they heard a buzzword on the news or they heard you know, Dr. Oz say something, no offense to him, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but they heard him say something and they took it as, you know, the truth, or they saw someone on Instagram post it and then that became their religion. And that's just one opinion from one news station or one person. You have to be willing to dig deeper. And these are the phrases, and I quote Mike Samuel here. Number one, you are allowed to eat bread. I do think a lot of people are afraid um, and they think, you know, Either all carbs are bad or all bread is bad and it's going to make you fat and it's going to kill you. And it's just simply not the case. Um, Are all breads created equal? They most certainly are not. But you are allowed to eat bread. In fact, you're allowed to eat anything you want. You're a grown-ass adult. You make your own decisions. But bread is not evil inherently and it's not the enemy for most people. Number two, calories are and always will be the most important factor in weight loss. This is reality. And again, we can, we can get into the nuances of macros and we can get into the details of fat loss versus muscle loss and versus weight loss versus building muscle, all these things. But at the end of the day, you got to be in a deficit or a surplus if you're going to lose weight or gain weight. So calories are and always will be the most important factor in weight loss, not the bullshit supplement you take, not some nonsense device you buy, not this perfect you know fitness program from your favorite influencer. It's calories. It's the energy surplus and energy deficit you have to focus on if weight loss is the number one goal. Number three on the list, diet drinks are perfectly fine. They're not chemical shitstorms that are going to kill you. I know a lot of people get, you know, their underwear real bunched up tight here and they get real salty when I say that. We have a whole podcast titled Why Diet Soda is Safe for You. But diet drinks are not the devil, they're not the enemy, and they're not a chemical shitstorm that's going to kill you. If you're drinking a gallon of water a day, maybe more, and you sit down at dinner and you're eating salmon and Brussels sprouts and cauliflower rice and you want to have a Diet Coke, that is okay. It's not going to make you fat. It's not going to make you gain 100 pounds. It's not going to make you start you know, doing lines of cocaine and smoking cigarettes uncontrollably. It's just a diet soda. All of us have done far worse in our lives. And again, when you look at the levels and we can pull, you guys can go back and listen to that podcast if you want to. I'm not going to get lost on this topic. Diet sodas in moderation are not the devil. They're not going to kill you and they're not going to run you into the ground. They just, there isn't the data there. You can send me whatever you want. I'm happy to review it, but there is no human trial research that says these diet sodas are fucking killing people. They just aren't. And you need to get off that soapbox. Number four, most people who claim to feel better on 
vegan or carnivore or gluten-free or insert whatever, you know, fad diet you want to, they didn't feel better because of the restriction of said diet. They felt better because they probably just stopped eating crap. And that's more than likely the truth. Now, certain things work better for certain people, but nothing is a miracle. I'm the first one to tell you that. I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. I've been doing it for probably the better part of 13 years. It's been a huge game changer in my life uh, in terms of flexibility, in terms of digestion, in terms of just feeling good throughout the day. But inside of that, you know what else I did? I stopped eating a bunch of bullshit too. And that made an even bigger difference. And that's the reality. And over time, you can pick these protocols and they can be a nice, you know, guide to walk you through life. But the longer you do it, the longer you're in this and you just commit to being a health and fitness person, you're going to just keep gradually making better food choices. And you're going to stop doing things that make you feel like shit. You burn your hand on a stove enough times, you stop touching the stove. And when you're a little kid and you burn your hand on the stove, you get it. And you probably don't do it more than once or twice unless you're a complete idiot. But with the food, it's different because these things taste great. And it makes you feel a certain way initially, but it makes you feel like trash on the back end. And over time, you just stop letting yourself feel like trash because you've just enough is enough. And if some of these protocols got you into there, that's great. But most of them work because they teach you certain guidelines and rules and eventually you start eating real food and you start making better food choices. Number five, runners would benefit more from lifting more weights. All the runners out there, you would benefit a lot more if you lifted more weights. And all the power lifters and the bodybuilders, you guys would benefit from doing some more aerobic dynamic work. That's just the truth. Number six, not every workout needs to be on Instagram. In fact, uh, it probably shouldn't be. It, ain't that the truth, man? Uh, I'll leave that at that. I, that's a whole different podcast. Uh, number seven, six or seven. Uh, Joe Rogan is a great podcaster, but you probably shouldn't take nutrition advice from a dude whose diet is 80% elk and 20% whiskey. That is actually pretty funny and comical. I love Rogan too. I think he's great, but uh, he's definitely not a nutritionist and he's not a, a fitness person, but he is a fan of, of doing a lot of stuff. And uh, again, you just, you take information from a lot of different sources and then you guys fact check against that and you make the best choice for you. Number eight combat-based analogies have no place in the gym. And I hear a lot of people do this, a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers. And the example he gives is, and I quote, you didn't spend time in the trenches or go to war uh, with the iron. You lifted things up and you put things down. And then you probably had a nice warm shower and a change of clean clothes afterwards. Or like me, you forgot to bring a change of clothes and you sit in your own uh, body butter marinating for a two hour podcast. But the point is, is we, if you want to get yourself hyped up, it's fine. But we really, we take it too far with the analogies. We're just here doing fitness and it's a luxury we get to do it. And a lot of other people around the world uh, don't get to do that. Um, but I always do find it comical, comical when people are like, oh, I'm going to war today. I'm like, mm, you're doing split squats, bro. It might feel like you're getting your ass beat, but it, again, it's just split squats. Number eight. Vegan sausages are not sausages. They're plant-based cylinder meat-like tubes. I like that one. Number nine, body positivity is all well and good, but only if you genuinely, like you really feel good about your body. If you're just saying it to say it, um, then you're kind of full of shit. And it's, if you don't feel good where you're at, it's okay to make a change. Um, you can appreciate where you're at today on the journey, but you can also work healthily and happily to improve your station so you can move better, feel better, and actually live a life happy in your own skin. Because I think walking around in a machine that you're not happy with is a is a real tough, tough way to live life. I, I know I got enough problems as it is, man. And uh, I say this all the time, you know, it's a lot easier to deal with the shit in my life knowing I'm stuck in this, you know, this body and it looks and moves and feels this way. And it'd be a lot harder if I was, you know, 400 pounds and had, you know, crippling joint pain. Next on the list, stop saying you don't like water. Water makes up at least 60% of your body. Grow up and drink a glass or two. 
Same with vegetables. For all the people who are like, I don't like vegetables. Neither do I, dude. But you got to eat them. You just got to grow up and, and shovel them down or take some athletic greens. And maybe your body's not, you know, 60% vegetables, but you still got to eat them. Same goes for water. Last two. Influencers don't care if you're living your best life. They only want your money. And uh, I think that's also true. And I don't, I wouldn't classify myself in our friends and our circle as influencers. In fact, I, uh, I hate the term. I guess if you wanted to use it in a context of uh, Jeremy influences me to eat real food and move my body and not be an asshole, I'm okay with that. But I don't want to influence anything else uh, in anybody's life. I'm a, I'm a coach. I really am. We coach people. We happen to do it through a podcast now and through Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all the platforms digitally around the world. And obviously, we still own a gym and, and I coach humans in person. And that's what I do. And all of our friends who have these bigger platforms, the ones who are, you know, closest to me off the top of my head, you know, the BJ Gadors, the Hannah Edens, the Alexia Clarks, the world. You know, they're monsters on social, but they're not influencers. They didn't start out that way, uh, and they don't do it now. They still just, we coach. We try to deliver, you know, the best, you know, health and fitness experience we can to people out there. And most of the people who are doing it just, you know, to build a massive following and just to influence, they probably don't give a shit about you. They do just want your money. That's that's the world, and I'm not going to knock the hustle. That's the game. More power to them. And if you guys want to pay them, then pay them. But just know a lot of people... That, that's the end game. And you can you can tell the real from the fake. You, you really can. And the last one before we kick into your questions, everyone still hates Kale. Oh, I love that. Um, I think Kale sucks too. I don't know. I mean, some people like it, they say. But man, I do think Kale sucks. I've never liked it. In fact, I don't like arugula either. I think they both are terrible. I don't mind spinach. Um, when spinach is done right, I'm cool with it. Um, but I've shared the story before. One time my friend's uh, mom gave me spinach lasagna, oh, man, and I choked it down because I was trying to be polite, and I woke up at like midnight at my old man's house just puking my ass off in the toilet, so I was scarred forever, so I haven't ate lasagna my entire life, but I do like spinach um, by itself, like sauteed, if it's done correctly, but kale, disgusting. Anyways, let's get to the questions from you crazy, crazy kids. Number one on the list, functional strength splitting workouts into muscle groups or full body workouts. Somebody else asked a question that was similar, and I'm going to read both of these at the same time because I think it makes the most logical sense. This guy's asking in a functional workout, do would you split the workouts into muscle groups or do full body workouts? And this other guy asked, how would you get your body back into a fitness routine? in terms of workout time and frequency, how you would go about it. Well, honestly, it depends what the goal is. At the end of the day, for most people, you have to have context of what is the goal you're trying to accomplish with your workouts and with your time. So when you look at your day, um, how much free time you have and what you want to get done, for the average person, the normal you know human listening to this who... I'm assuming has a job and probably has a kid or two and just has the normal bullshit of life to deal with. The three by 52 is probably the most ideal in terms of structured workouts. And what I mean by three by 52 is, and you guys have heard me talk about it before, working out three times a week for all 52 weeks, no matter what. And those sessions, probably about 30 minutes. So 30 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wash, rinse, repeat, multiply by all 52 weeks. That's a good place to start. I would say a mix of functional, aerobic, and strength work inside of that based on, you know, the normal human movements that we prescribe here. So like a push, a pull, a hip dominant, a quad dominant, a trunk, and a total body. Now, some days might be more lower heavy or upper heavy, more aerobic, more strength work. That's all good. But at the end of the day, you're kind of touching most of those things. That's how I would urge most people to get back into it. On the other days, you know, do something. Do mobility, uh, foam roll, go for a walk, get at least 10,000 steps every day, I think seven days a week. That's a good goal for most people. If the average person could just walk 10,000 steps every day for all seven days, 
do some form of mobility and foam rolling, maybe ride a bike, go hiking, play with their kids. And then they have three workouts in a place like a Jeremy Scott fitness or, you know, whatever little, you know, group training, you know, boutique shop you go to that just rips your face off. I'm a fan of that. Or if you want to do bodybuilding three days a week, that's fine. I would do like upper, lower or total body or three total body splits, something like that. Uh, I think that's the best easiest way for the average person to go through it because it gives you enough recovery time. It gives you enough variety. And as long as you're sleeping good and eating right, that's going to be more than enough for the average person. Now, if you have goals beyond that, you want to do an Ironman, you want to run a Spartan race, you want to do a bodybuilding show, that's going to be different. You're going to have to dig down into the nuances of training. You have a more specific goal. So your training is going to look different. It's probably going to take more time, more effort, more energy. But for the average person, that's what I would suggest. What we do here, uh, whether you guys understand or not, when you come into our space, our group stuff's the biggest thing we do. I have some private clients, just people like we really like and they're fun to hang out with and they have a different goal or their schedule's weird. They'll do it. They got to pay out of their ass for it, but we plug them in. And But for the average person, our group stuff, it's what we do. And we build in strength into the days. So some form of sandbag loading, dumbbell loading, kettlebell loading, uh, pushing a sled, all the, the various options we can load them up with. And then we build in the aerobic stuff. So whether that's them actually running um, on an air runner or outside here, we have a, a pretty big uh, air park facility where these guys can run a couple hundred yards or on the assault bike or the erg bike or the ski or the row, all those things. Then we build in mobility to the days, whether they're doing Spider-Man steps or inchworms or halos or you name it. So we try to marry all of those things into the 30 minute block. So they're going to get everything they need inside one workout. And obviously if they're here before and after they can throw in extra stuff, whether they need to work on or, or ask us for tips. But for the normal person dedicating 90 minutes to the you know, melting your face off suck kind of functional strength aerobic workouts, I think is key with the 10,000 steps and doing any mobility and any other fun activities you like outside of, of the grind, uh, you know, known as the gym. Hopefully that uh, answered the question. Next one. How do you stay consistent and motivate yourself and how to stay consistent, and motivate others daily for staying fit? Um, you know, I can go a million different ways with this one. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in, I suppose. The way I look at it for anybody, and it's the same thing I would tell people here, if they want to quit and uh, and give up or stop coming or just, you know, they're, they're quote unquote not seeing results as fast as they want to. What's your other option? You know, like, like if you're not going to exercise, and you're not going to foam roll, you're not going to do mobility, you're not going to eat right, you're not going to change any of your drinking habits, you're not willing to go to sleep a little bit earlier. Where do you think you're going to be in five years? I mean, seriously, think about that. If you're a person who, ah, you know, Jeremy, I just don't like to exercise and I'm not going to do it. So imagine yourself five years from now. Do you think magically you're going to get stronger? Magically, you're going to have more endurance. Magically, you're going to become more mobile, have better tissue quality. I hate to break it to you. It's not going to happen. It just isn't. You're getting older, softer, fatter, and wrinklier by the day. That's just life, dude. After the age of probably 22, you know, all the things are, they're fighting against you. So you have to do everything in your power to fight back. That's how I personally tell people to stay motivated. You don't have another option. You know, you burned the boat. You got to start swimming to shore, dude. You're going to drown. That's the way that I think about it. Time burned your boat. It's done. You're in the water. So the sharks are going to eat you. You're going to drown or you got to swim your ass to shore. That's the way I think of people when they're not willing to make any changes and not keep putting in effort every single day when they lose motivation. And I get it, man. It can be a grind sometimes, but that's life. It's okay. And some days are fun and some days you're motivated and some days you're not. You think every day I'm motivated to come in here and like beat my own ass? Six days a week, I train by myself. Six days a week, almost no one is around me. And if there's people in here, I have AirPods in and they've, they're invisible to me, even if they're around. One day a week, I'm with other humans. Do you think 
all those days, I come in here and I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait to do heavy ass step ups. I can't wait to do kettlebell swings, supersetted with a sled. I can't wait to do heavy ass overhead presses and then jump into some pull-ups. Some days, yeah, it's awesome. And I love it. And I'm jacked and I feel like, you know, Rocky, you know, in Rocky four, getting ready to like beat Ivan Drago's ass. And then some days it's the last thing in the world I want to do. I want to sit on the couch and eat pizza and cinnamon rolls and just watch John Wick. Seems way more fun, but that's not going to get me where I want to go. And if I did that more often than not, I wouldn't be this person. You have to ask yourself, you know, what do I do? What do I want to move like and feel like and look like in a year, three years, and five years? And if you don't think it's going to take a Herculean amount of effort to keep making progress, you're crazy. And is the progress going to come as fast as you want? No, but it's okay. It's you have to appreciate the journey. And eventually, if you do that long enough, the awesome things are going to happen. For me personally, I've shared this before. How do I stay motivated to keep doing this? I feel like I have an obligation. I would feel guilty if I didn't. And I've talked about this recently too. At this point in my career, in my life here, it's coming down to my time. I feel like torn, what's the best use of spending my time in how can I help the most people or what people need the most help from me? And I'm torn between that and what makes the most money because those things don't, they don't always match up the same. And that's a, that's a different, it's an internal struggle that I'm going to have to figure out as I go. And I share that because with my physical fitness, it keeps me motivated and it keeps me consistent because I feel guilty if I didn't do this, I would be shitting on a gift that I've been given that a lot of other people weren't. And I don't mean that like I'm this God's given genetic gift to the world because I'm not. I'm a fucking idiot like everybody else. And I'm almost all of you are way smarter than me. I, can pro- I, can, I can't say that enough. I can promise you that everything I do, it takes this Herculean effort from me to do it. And from the outside, it might seem like it, it comes easy or it's basic or, you know, I've done all these things or I do all these things and it just seems so it, it take you guys, it takes every ounce of my fucking being to do this at this level across the board. But I feel it like, like I feel like it's what I'm supposed to do. Because I can, you know, mentally, I don't know, something's wrong with my brain. I get fixated on stuff. I can push through pain um, like some other people won't. I can push through being tired. I can I can just keep going and moving and moving and you can't fucking kill me. You know, I'm the Terminator. I'm going to keep coming and coming and coming until I get John Connor. That's how I feel about it. So I feel like I have this obligation to film the videos and share them with the world. Because I know it does help people. Because the amount of messages we hear... And when people come here now, literally every single week, people are walking in the store and it's amazing. That wouldn't happen if we didn't share the things we share. So that keeps me motivated. If I feel like it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. I'm an apple tree. I'm supposed to produce apples. And if I don't produce apples, what the hell am I doing? I might as well just perish and die. So I feel like it's because I've been given this brain and this body, I should keep sharing the things I share. And then selfishly, that motivates me. Well, if I can, if I can do this, I can share it with somebody else. And then the guy who's also, you know, 35 years old, 45 years old, 55 years old, he sees me doing it. Well, fuck, now he can do it. And I can give him something through the things that I've learned that can help him stay fit no matter where he lives because of the things that I've went through. That's what keeps me motivated. And the consistency of it, it has to happen. It's not about when you're in a small business, when you're trying to be fit, when you're trying to have a good marriage, it's these we get so confused on what makes them go. It's the consistency of good effort and trying your best and momentum. That's what does it. This shit ain't about money here. Like we, I could walk away and the thing would still make money even if I wasn't here. It's not about the money. It's about the momentum of being present for people, showing up for them, trying to help them. That's what it is. It's the same way we produce content. It's the same way I try to give attention to my wife and listen to her and talk to her because it's the momentum thing of me trying to do my best over and over and over. And once you do that, it's this snowball effect where you couldn't even imagine yourself slowing it down. So hopefully that answered the question uh, for me personally. For the normal person who's not crazy like me, just ask yourself, you know, if you don't do this, what's going to happen? And I can promise you it's only bad things. And if you're a fitness person, it's what you do. Like lead from the front. 
be an example of people. And I'm not saying you got to be ripped and shredded. It's not about that. But it's the effort you put in. I don't care if you're a fitness coach and you're fucking 30 pounds overweight. But if you're consistently trying, you're sharing your losses, you're sharing your wins, you're you know eating the same foods you're telling your clients to eat, you're giving the same effort your clients give, you're waking up, you're going to bed early, you're putting yourself in a position to be successful and keep transforming. That's awesome, you guys. That's all I'm saying. And so it just depends who you are. But at the end of the day, no matter who it is, whether you're just a normal guy who works at Bank of America and you just want to be a little bit more fit, what I would say to you is if you have a wife, um, if you have a husband, if you have kids, if you have family members, you can be the leader for them. You know, you really can. I've said it before, rising tides do raise all ships. And so if you become the fittest person in your circle, eventually you're going to pull people with you. They're not going to drag you down. You are going to pull them up. I can promise you that 100%. It's going to be tough at first, but if you do it, they'll join you. And then you have a fit circle of people. And then iron just begins to sharpen iron. Next on the list. How, oh, this one. Thoughts on LaCroix, uh, Bubbler, B-U-B-B-L-R. All the um, little Perrier's, the little fizzy waters. As a midday pick-me-up, um, supposedly healthy, question mark. Um, yeah, we got them in the fridge here at the gym. They're the, uh, are they the Perrier sparkling waters? That's pineapple flavor, if I can read right. I'm looking, trying to look, we have a clear glass fridge. It's about 40 feet from me. Uh, that looks right. Personally, I don't ever drink them. Uh, Cured, uh, who we partnered with uh, this month, has a new, uh, like a little elixir. It's uh, their stuff, I think, is again, I'm sure they taste all similar, but Cured put out this Euphoria drink where um, it has a lot of benefits to it. They have vitamin D in there, they have a mushroom complex in there. It's a CBD drink, it won't get you high, but it is uh, legit for you. Those things are cool uh, if you want to use them. There's no caffeine in those, so I think they're great to take later in the day. I don't have a problem with the sparkling waters, I really don't. I'm sure some people could share some stats with me. Heather drinks them and she hasn't dropped dead yet. So I think we're okay. I I take it as the same premise of like the diet soda, you know, in moderation. I think it's cool. But again, it's just sparkling water. It has a little bit of flavoring in it. And I think you guys are fine. uh, If that helps you guys, it's not going to be the end all be all. You know, the way I look at stuff, if you really want to nitpick at things, you kind of have to nitpick at everything. So People would message me when we did the uh, the Diet Soda podcast, if you guys want to go back and listen to it, and just, just talking like massive shit to me. And that's what the internet does, so I'm not going to fault it. But you've never read any research, not in the trials done on whether it's, you know, caffeine itself, whether it's sucralose, whether it's asperitin, uh, not anything on rats, not anything on the, the human trials, none of it. And you, you've never been on PubMed, you haven't dug deep, you haven't talked to, you know, a handful of physicians, you're just making a comment off of some buzzwords you heard. And if you're going to do that, you got to look at everything you do. What kind of deodorant are you putting in your body? Because I promise you, you can read a bunch of shit about that. What kind of lotion do you put on your skin? I promise you there's a bunch of shit in there. What kind of shampoo? What kind of makeup? The Botox you use? The hair dye? I can go down the list. There's, there's so. If we want to nitpick, dude, you can do nothing, ever. And I'm not saying don't educate yourself, and I'm not saying just throw caution to the wind and do any and everything. But you got to be a real person too, and you got to understand what's the volume. So if you drink a sparkling water and you were to pull it out, test everything that's in there, how much of that is water? Ninety nine point five percent. And then 0.5% is something else of a 12-ounce drink or an 8-ounce drink. I think you're going to be okay. I, I really do, you guys. Um, you can message me if, if you've heard someone, you know, drop dead from drinking, you know, a Diet Coke a day every day for 100 years. But I just, I have never seen it. And I, I think the same thing for sparkling water. So if you need it, go ahead and grab it. I think you guys will be just fine. At the end of the day, most of what you drink should be water. And uh, if you threw in a Powerade Zero or a Diet Coke or a glass of wine or a beer and you exercise and you went for walks and you got good sleep, I think you're living a, a pretty a pretty healthy life. Next on the list, 
How do you stay healthy while traveling? Workouts, meals, snacks, and supplements. Well, for me, I fast, obviously. So uh, I had a buddy of mine for a long time. He would eat a huge breakfast when he would travel and then wouldn't eat the whole day basically until dinner. And that's what would get him through any layovers or, uh, you know, flights that are delayed or getting stuck somewhere in a city or a town or at a work event where there wasn't healthy food. I personally fast, obviously, drink water uh, and coffee basically the whole time. I do always bring Athletic Greens packets with me, always. I never forget them. I will typically bring uh, natural healthy beef jerky with me. That helps me a ton. And I might even pack like a, a Power Crunch bar or something as well. And then when I get somewhere, I always take chia seeds. Those are the the one. Those are the things I ne- I don't. I haven't traveled as much. The last two years have been so fucking weird. Um, but chia seeds, Athletic Greens, beef jerky, and then like a Power Crunch bar. Maybe like a Justin's almond butter packet. That's only if I'm completely starving and I get trapped somewhere. But as soon as I land, I'm on the lookout for is there a grocery store like a a Whole Foods or a Sprouts or a Wegmans or a Safeway, like some, depending on what part of the country I'm in. And uh, I, I go to those and I try to always, when I get off, if I get to a hotel, go through a workout, go through mobility. I'm drinking water, I'm stretching, I'm just moving my body through space. It helps uh, a ton. And if you're somewhere, now with, with phones now, you can find the healthy places. You really can. So if you're making an excuse that you can't find a healthy place to eat, you're kind of full of shit. You might be stuck in, you know, I don't know, Watertown, South Dakota, and all they have is a pizza ranch and like Hy-Vee. I'm, I'm making that shit up, you guys. I'm sure Watertown, South Dakota has amazing places to eat. Um, it just popped in my head. But if that's where it is, or you're in, you know, Mason City, Iowa, and all they have is Casey's General Store, and you can get a Casey's Pizza, which, by the way, tastes amazing. Um, that's just not true. There's there's better places uh, you can find, most definitely. But even in some of the places where it's not ideal, you can go to restaurants. And Mexican restaurants are easy fixes. You can get fajitas It's without the tortillas if you're really worried about it. That's protein and vegetables. You can go to any normal restaurant, get a salad, and just order it with chicken. Or get a burger, order a couple of them, but you know, go without the buns. And sub your french fries for a baked potato. Who knows? There's a million options you can use. And you have your phone. You can find the grocery stores, you can find the health food stores, and you can research all of the menus when you go there. But being prepared does help. You can always run into like a gas station or a grocery store and grab deli meat and a piece of fruit and like a giant water. Like that's better than a lot of the bullshit people are eating out there. Does it take an extra five minutes? Yeah. Is it super fun? No, but it's an easy way to stay healthy. If you want to be healthy, you'll find a way. If you want to make an excuse and be a lazy ass and fill your body full of shit, you'll justify that too. Most of these things just come down to people's habits. You either sell yourself on a reason you, why you should be healthy or you sell yourself on a reason why you should put shit in your mouth. It's as simple as that. So being prepared and prepping and planning goes a long way, but finding the spots that you know can help you be healthier is also key. Use your phone. You're a genius with it and probably not super smart without it. So use it to find the, the healthy options and, and go from there. Next on the list, how are you and Heather planning on giving back this holiday season? Hopefully this inspires others too. I'll, I'll wait till she comes on Sunday. Um, hopefully I'll get her to, uh, to chime in here. Um, obviously we donate throughout the year all the time. Anybody who's ever messaged us in terms of if it's a school if it's a youth fitness organization, will you sponsor my kid's baseball team? Will you donate to our school auction? We always say yes. We've never said no. We give money to everybody. Susan G. Komen, breast cancer, always. Anytime they ask, we always do it. Uh, my buddy Andy Fox, who had, who's raising money for you know, uh, some of his friends who are still stuck in Afghanistan, we donate money. We talk about it on this podcast. Anyone who asks who has a good cause, I'm happy to help them if I can with services, um, and money. My time is a, is a little bit more tough to give, but we'll do that. In terms of Thanksgiving and Christmas, we adopt the families on Thanksgiving and Christmas. We get them the Christmas dinners. We buy them in the family Christmas presents, and we buy them a Christmas dinner. And we typically deliver those in person, which is uh, I'm very humbled in uh, and feel blessed to be able to do. But it's one of the most sobering things. It's, it's really sad, maybe because I'm older, and I feel like I'm. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm not as, you know, hardcore gangster as I used to be. But uh, I just feel it. Like when you go there, it stays with me. And it always did. But as I get older, I feel like this sense of empathy. Like when you go there and I'm like, Jesus, man, like we don't live that far from these people, right? Like maybe we live 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away. And we live in a nice area, which is really, which is right next to like the nicest area in the entire like state of Arizona, like the most expensive stuff. And then we drive 20 minutes and you're in a home that, you know, looks like it should be torn down and we're giving these guys, you know, holiday dinners and uh, it, it's very sobering, but we're planning to do that again as always. And then a couple other little things um, as we end the year, which hopefully we can get you guys to be a part of too, which I will share. But again, I'm not, I'm not telling you guys what to do with your time and money. I'm not judging, but for me personally, I just know I don't ever want to get in a position in my life where I can't do that. Um, because it's a win-win, you know, if I personally make money, I personally can help more people. And I feel good about that. And I get way more out of that than me, you know, wearing fancy designer jeans. I don't even know. I'm a, I'm a dude, dude, I'm a dude from the Midwest who doesn't know shit about fashion. Um, I don't know really shit about cars other than like this stuff, like dudes like me would drive like trucks and Broncos and shit like that. Um, I don't care about the things and I'm not judging anybody who does, but I don't care about a Mercedes. I don't care about a Porsche. Doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I don't really care about the house I live in as long as it's safe, you know, from the elements and and animals. And and I like where I live and I don't got to stress out about it. Like I'm cool with that, man. I could live in, my wife will hate this. I could live in this building. I really don't give a shit. You know, um, I put a bed in here. I got a shower and got a fridge. I'm good. Like I'm, it doesn't matter to me. And I don't know where that came from or what that is and and where that shift happened in my brain, but that's not what I value. And if other people do, it's super cool. If you want a big fancy house, respect. I get more out of being able to give to people who are in our ecosystem and who contact us and message us. And especially those people who could never afford to come here. The people we do adopt the families with on Thanksgiving and Christmas and throughout the year who ask for money, they could never afford a membership here. They could never afford one-on-one training here. They could never afford probably 99% of the programs we do online. Fitness is not an expense they can handle. It's not a it's not a luxury that they're able to partake in at this time. So if we can give back to those people through me using the skills, I'm happy to do it. And I share that because I don't want to, I'm not put, I was not put on this earth just to do selfish things for me. I don't believe that. Now, again, I'm not against stuff. I'm not against rewarding yourself. And if you want to buy yourself nice shit, respect. But I just know sometimes on these journeys, when people start to reach certain levels of financial success, they get lost along the way. And they think, well, once I make this, then I'll be able to give back. Once I make this, then I'll be able to give back. You guys, I was doing adoptive families when I was making fucking $30,000 a year. And I had no money to, to, to really give to anybody. But I got more out of doing that, like seeing a little kid cry because we gave them a microwave meant way more to me than me getting a new car. It really did. And that stuff sticks with me. And that story, you guys, remember when we got this little girl a microwave and she started crying in her family's living room? I'll never forget that shit. And that had been at least, what is it, 12, probably 13 years ago. That will stay with me forever. And it's the little things like that that go a long way. So we'll be doing that. And if you guys want to know who we use and how to contact them. I'm happy to uh, connect you as well. But again, that's just, that's who I am. And is that always who I was? No. When I moved here, I thought driving a Mercedes was the end all be all of making it. And, uh, you know, I was 24 at the time as a knucklehead. And that's just, my, my brain has, has changed uh, a lot over the years. Next one. How often do you do traditional bodybuilding type of workouts? Well, it's tough to say. Uh, what I think of bodybuilding type workouts and what other people do probably differ. Do I do single, um, just body parts in a single day, like just chest, just back, just biceps, just triceps? No, I do not do that. I did it, um, as a younger kid for sure. Cause I loved it. I, um, would watch Jay Cutler ripped to shreds and then watch Jay Cutler on YouTube videos and then go lift with Dave and Ben and pretend we were like Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler and Dexter Jackson. And it was super fun. We're just, you know, guys in their young bros in their young twenties, you know, do 
bros do bro shit. And deep down, I'm always going to be that. But I typically load four days specifically. And when I say load, I mean lifting is the focus. Not to say that I don't do mobility in there because I do mobility every day. Not saying I don't do aerobic work because today was a loading day for me and I just uh, rode the erg bike for five different interval sprints mixed in with some uh, Achilles and uh, calf work. But I tend to do an upper day, a lower day, uh, a mixed day in between, and then another upper and a lower day. So Monday, Tuesday, upper, lower, Wednesday, aerobic, mobility, flow, mixed bag, Thursday, Friday, upper, lower, and then Saturday, we film content. I do all the miscellaneous stuff like sled pushes, heavy ass carries, those things. And then Sunday, we do our advanced Metcons. That's typically what I do. I have a full podcast on how I train if you guys want to listen to it. Again, I'm a fan of bodybuilding. I actually have a giant poster here um, that I had Jay Cutler sign, and it's actually up in our office. If you guys ever come in here and you look on the other side of the wall, you can't see it on these videos on YouTube, but it's up there. I love Jay, man. He's great. But uh, And I love bodybuilding. I love getting a pump. I think it's fun. I throw a lot of those protocols into our groups here, uh, mixed with the functional stuff. So I don't know if I ever do a traditional day, but if you think of it that way, I do do upper and lower splits. But I always will, you know, depending on the days, I'll either mix in some of the tools we use or, you know, if you want to do cardio, we say, quote unquote, lift weights faster and then kind of build in the supersets and cut down the rest times. And I mix in the strength days with the hypertrophy days. So today I did like a split squat five by five. And then the other rep schemes, I went, uh, you know, like three by tens. So higher volume, more hypertrophy, the five by five, more strength based. Uh, just to get some of the heavier work in. And I mix and match those based on how I feel and uh, what's going on during the day. So hopefully that helps. Next one. Do you recommend smoothies or oatmeal for breakfast? Well, I don't eat breakfast, so do whatever you want to do. Personally, would I eat oatmeal by itself? No, I think that's uh, that's not a meal. That's just a, you're just eating carbohydrates. I think it's a terrible choice. If you're going to eat oatmeal, throw some cinnamon up in that bad boy and uh, some chia seeds and you're on the right track and mix it with some eggs or like a Koya protein shake or some, you know, fish or chicken or whatever it may be. I'm just a fan of eating protein at every meal. If you want my two cents, you're going to do it. Uh, A smoothie is probably the best bet. Throw your protein in there, throw in your athletic greens, throw in some chia seeds, throw in some uh, some mixed berries and you're good to go. That way you get a good mix of uh, proteins and carbs and fat. If you guys want a free smoothie guide, I'm happy to send it to you. We've got a bunch of sexy smoothies up in there. I might even put it on Instagram stories once I get off this podcast. But uh, again, eat whatever you want. But it, you're most of your breakfast, if you want my take, a smoothie's fine. Or if you just want to go eggs. So higher protein, uh, throw in some veggies in there, avocado, peppers, onions, spinach, those things, and try to keep your carbs for later in the day, unless you need them to start the day. But uh, I just think if it's, you know, denser in proteins and denser in fats, you're going to be fuller for longer and uh, feel better. And then that, that buys you time or excuse me, buys you like a window. Uh, if you're going to eat carbohydrates later. So in case you, you mess up and have a donut at work, you didn't already eat 50 grams of carbohydrates you didn't need. Uh, but again, you, you find what works for you. I think something works for everybody most definitely, but I don't just eat carbs by themselves. I always eat a protein uh, with every feeding. And I think for, for most people, that's probably a good rule of thumb to live by. Next one, uh, this guy's asking about the one meal a day podcast I did, which if you guys have listened to it, it's how I've been eating since I think, is it June? Probably I've been eating one meal a day, uh, since June, essentially. Now there might be some days where something goes funky, but 99% of the time I eat one time per day and that's it. That works for me. I feel the best that way. I'm not telling you to do that, but that's, you know, for a, a 38 year old man who, who does fitness for a living, who kind of likes where he's at and feels best doing it that way. That's what I do. Um, you have to find what works for you. But he asked, you know, what do you consider having a midday shake with berries, banana greens, protein powder as a meal? He does this around midday um, and then has a, a meal in the evening. And he's kind of doing the one meal a day thing. The reality is everything works. What I consider a protein shake, a meal, not really. It's just a protein shake. So if you do a protein shake and a meal, that's fine. It's whatever works for you. Uh, if I'm starving here and something went crazy, my schedule got funky and I had to, what I would do is I would drive to, we have this place called Natural Grocers here. I would do like a Koya drink, which is protein. And uh, there's fiber in there and some fats. I might grab a Perfect Bar, which is proteins and fats and carbohydrates, and maybe a banana if I was really going to load up. So maybe I crushed a workout, but my schedule got pushed till later and I'm dying. It's three o'clock and I'm fucking starving. I'll do those. 
which is probably 250, 34. That's like 500 calories plus proteins, carbs, and fats. And then I would eat my one meal when I got home. But more often than not, I just roll. Because um, my schedule kind of works out to where I can, you know, eat relatively close to after I work out, depending on what time I train and when I'm here. But that would work too. I'm a fan of that. So no, I would just call it a shake, a shake and a meal. So you're still doing one meal a day. You're just having a protein shake outside of that, which is totally cool. Um, especially if you feel good. That's the key. If you guys feel good and you like the way you're moving and looking, respect. And the last question here, feeling low on energy and shaky while they're doing a workout in the morning. And this dude, I'm assuming it's a dude, 6'3", 183. Could be a female. Uh, let's see. Nope, male. So 6'3", 183-pound dude, feels like he's got low energy in the morning. You know, uh, if you're already waking up drinking coffee and you're fully hydrated and you feel shaky, it probably is a food thing. So you could either A, eat more food the night before, have a bigger meal at dinner, which will carry you through to the morning, or if you need to eat something pre-workout, I would keep that liquid. So like your protein and water um, with your greens, and if you want to throw in some mixed berries or something, that's fine. I would keep it, you know, lower on the fat end, higher on the protein end. If you need some simple sugars like the carbs, throw that in there, drink it, and then go to the gym, you know, and you're good to go. Because that liquid stuff's obviously going to process way faster than if you had to eat like chicken or steak because your body's going to have to break it down, liquefy it. Uh, and you're not going to be able to pull from that energy quick enough unless you got a couple hours to break it down. But if you wake up at, let's say, 5, and you wake up, you do your stuff, have your protein shake, and you're to the gym by 5.30 or 6, you're good to go. Your body's ready to utilize those nutrients. And that's probably it. And then obviously post-workout, make sure you fill your body with some food, especially if you are feeling, um, you know, shaky or lightheaded, because typically it's it's probably a food thing. And if you eat it and you have energy, then you know what that is. But I would try the hydration first. And if that doesn't work, obviously a bigger meal at night or just a little pre-workout um, shake, you know, something three, 400 calories of just protein and, and maybe some simple fruits and water and you're good to go. So uh, I could go on all day here, you guys. I'm at about an hour right now. I want to read this really quick. Um, somebody sent this to me on, uh, was it Instagram or my email? I got like 400 windows up here, so it's tough for me to, uh, to break it down. But someone sent this to me and it was just 10 things that you can control. And I think this is a great time to share this. Obviously we touched on it earlier real quick. The world's been weird the last two years. Hopefully we're moving towards more like normalcy. Anyway, I feel normal most days here, and then I'll see something weird, or somebody will say something, or send me a news article. I try to really just isolate my brain from uh, bullshit. I don't want to be uneducated, but I also don't want to be inundated with a bunch of negative, you know, propaganda bullshit, and it's becoming harder and harder to decipher uh, between the two these days, so you just got to really trust your sources and, you know... I'm not saying only watch things that make you feel good um, and then only interact with people who are, you know, give you confirmation bias or you're just like in a an echo chamber where people are just, you know, echoing back your thoughts and beliefs. I think you need to have a well-rounded approach to everything, but also understand a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world is out of your control. By you bitching, whining, complaining, and being an asshole about it and getting short with your friends and family and screaming at your wife or arguing with people on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It doesn't do any good, man. You're not going to change anybody's mind, you know, and I'll use sports as an example because I don't want to get political on here, but I'm a Vikings fan. I was born in Minnesota. Um, I'll always be a Vikings fan. I don't believe sports. And this is just my opinion. You guys can differ with me. I don't care. I could live in Arizona for the rest of my life. I'll always be a Vikings fan. I'm never going to be a Cardinals fan. Never. If they become the greatest team ever, like the Patriots, and like, you know, go to the Super Bowl, you know, five out of 10 years in a row, I'm not going to be a Cardinals fan. It's just, it's not who I am. I was born there. I was born into this. That's how I feel about, you know, sports teams. So if you're from Wisconsin, sadly enough, you have to be a Packers fan. If you're from Minnesota, you're a Vikings fan. And you can see the hat I wear. It's a Minnesota soda hat. They sponsor the podcast. Shout out to Soda Clothing. And then I got this Randy Moss photo behind me. No matter what you do, if you come in here and you have the all the arguments, all the data, all the everything, 
and you want to tell me I'm an idiot, I'm a loser, I'm a moron, and I should convert to be a Packers fan, you'll never change my mind. You just can't, dude. There's nothing you can do to change my mind in that. That's just my belief. I am a lot of things I'm willing to listen and willing to change my mind on. If you tell me split squatting is better than back squatting and you can provide me the data and I listen to it, which I have, that's when I made the switch. When we start talking about unilateral leg training versus bilateral leg training, when we talk about not loading the spine versus hand loading, and we talk about athletic output and speed of transfer and all these things like, okay, I do think split squatting is superior for most people than back squatting. And oddly enough, probably everybody in all reality, depending on what you want the outcome to be. I think I can make the argument that split squatting is superior across the board from back squatting. That's just my opinion. And you and I can have a conversation about it, but I'm not going to scream at you on Instagram and Twitter and call you a fucking idiot for back squatting. Just like I wouldn't call you a moron for being a Packers fan. You know, we have our beliefs and certain things we're willing to change and certain things we're not. But arguing with someone who has a different belief than you and screaming and shouting and, you know, trying to cancel them or virtue signaling all these horseshit things, it's nonsense. And you're not going to be able to control them and they're not going to be able to control you. And that's what I'm driving at is there's a list here of 10 things that you can control. So just know the world's been crazy. It's been weird. It's been odd. It's been off. And people are fighting and arguing over a bunch of shit that they're probably not that educated on and that they're trying to control someone else's actions and thoughts and patterns. And you cannot do that. So if, if you're someone who's doing that, please stop because you are literally, you're swimming up a waterfall and you're never going to get there. And if you're a person who's in an ecosystem where people are doing that to you, you got to tone them out and understand that you can't control them and they can't control you. But here are 10 things that you can control. Number one, your attitude. You can't control the things that happen to you. You can't control how nice people are to you. You can't control the economy. You can't control gas prices. You can't control 50 million other things that are related to that. But what you can't control is your attitude towards that. All the shit that's going to come your way, it's going to come your way. But how you react to it, that is on you, my friends. The second thing you can control, they're your thoughts. You can change them. You can alter them. You can delete them. You can put in new ones. You control your thoughts. Nobody else. Nobody can make you think negative things about yourself. You are doing that. No one else is making you compare yourself to your friends. You're doing that. No one else is making you compare yourself to Instagram highlight reels. You are doing that. You control your thoughts. Nobody else. Number three, the people you surround yourself with. And that's the big one, my friends. You control the people you surround yourself with and the people you interact with. And if it's on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and it's negative and it's making you sick and it's raising your heart rate and your blood pressure and it's causing you to drink or be pissed off or mad, you got to stop that shit. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Write that down if you need to and read it if it doesn't make sense when I'm saying it. You can't change the people around you. You can't change their thoughts. You can't change their habits. You can't change the way that they think. But you can change the people around you to not be negative assholes and drag you down. You do control that. Number four, you control your physical well-being. What you eat, what you drink, how you sleep, how you train, how you take care of yourself. You're in control of that. And if you do that, all the other things tend to get a little bit easier. But that's nobody's fault. It's not the president's fault. It's not the government's fault. It's not your mom's fault, not your dad's fault, not your boss's fault. They didn't make you eat and drink shit. They didn't make you not exercise. That's on you. Number five, how you treat others. And that's the key. Even if people are fuckfaces, you can still treat them with a certain level of respect. Or you can delete them from your life. You don't have to put up with it. And I know it's tough to take the high road, man, because I've done it for a long time. But more often than not, if you do that... I do believe karma is a real thing. It does come back around to help you. And it tends to help those who help themselves and tend to be better uh, to others. Number six, whether you ask for help or not, that's in your control. If you're having a tough time, if you need somebody to help you, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, financially, if you just need somebody to talk to, you control whether you ask for help or not. 
If you sit there and suffer and you're not willing to reach out or learn or talk or ask, nobody can help you, but you are in control of that. So if you need it, just ask because people are out there. And uh, even though a small number of people are, are assholes and they're not, you know, the best and they're looking to kind of just chew people up and spit them out, a vast majority of us are positive, awesome human beings. The problem is the negative people are just louder, but there is awesome people out there willing to help if you just ask for help. Number seven, your gratitude towards what you have. You control how much gratitude you have in your life towards all the blessings that you do have. And that's why I wear the shirt. If you're watching on YouTube, someone else is praying for the things you take for granted. And I mean that because we can get wrapped up. All oh, my friends just got a new car. All the, my friends just got a new big ass fancy house. I got to get a new big ass fancy house. All the moms in the mom group got new big fancy $100,000 SUVs. Well, now we need a $100,000 SUV. I don't know if you do or you don't. I'm not telling you how to spend your time and money. That's for you to decide. But what I can tell you is you probably already have a house. You probably already got a car. You got something to drive. You got a place to live. You should have gratitude for that. Gratitude for all the things that you do have, not being a selfish, jealous asshole for all the things that you don't have. Number eight, how you spend and invest your money. That's on you. How you guys spend your time, how you spend your money is on you. You control it every single day. You can make smart choices and use money to make your life healthy and happy and buy you more freedom and security. Or you can use money to buy you into a lifestyle that you might not be able to buy yourself out of unless you're willing to downgrade everything. But that's on you. A little bit of money can go a long way if you spend it and invest it and use it right. Number nine, whether or not you try again after a setback is what you can control. You're going to fail. That's life. It's going to happen. You're going to take losses. There are going to be setbacks for sure. But you control whether you try again after a loss. You know, I've tried everything. You haven't tried everything. You tried five or six things, and then you quit, and then you kept jumping ship to try something else. Just see something through and understand that losses happen, setbacks happen, failures happen. That's the only way I've gotten here. I've fucked up and failed a lot in my life, and that this is not going to be the end of it. But I've tried to just get back up and have really thick skin and have a short memory and just keep on pushing. And then number 10, you do control your daily habits. It's your habits, rituals, and routines that you control every single day of your life. You might not be able to always control the outcomes, but you can control the daily habits. And it's doing something today for your physical body in terms of how you eat, how you drink. You're doing it for your future self. You're doing something today that you six months, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now is going to say, you know what? Thanks, Jeremy. I'm glad you put those pieces into play. That goes for the money you invest. That goes for the things you read, the people you surround yourself with. And it for surely goes for the things you put in your mouth and what you take your body through physically. Those are 10 things you can control. So don't worry about all the shit you can't control. Just worry about the things that you can control. So hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that uh, little Q&A session. It's been a while. Um, if you guys have any other questions or things for the podcast, happy to, uh, to record them and get them in here. Again, I was supposed to have Ryan O'Toole here on the podcast today. But she had uh, an emergency to run to, so I'll get her back on it. We'll get Heather back on the podcast on Sunday. If you guys happen to be on Apple Podcasts, um, obviously just drive it a five-star. Leave, uh, leave a comment. Obviously, share with a friend or family member. We truly would appreciate it. Uh, and again, if there's anything else you guys want to see or hear, literally just uh, shoot it in. doesn't matter if it's uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. If it's on the site, fill out the contact page. You guys can shoot it in. And then again, obviously, I'll put a link to all of this in the show notes. So if you guys want to check out, uh, obviously, any of the sponsor stuff, whether it's Kettle and Fire, JLab, Joey's, Beam, or obviously Athletic Greens, we'll get you guys the free samples if you want them. And uh, they'll be yours. So, as always, until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.